0: So, Andrew, um, why not something like the Bagpipers Coven or or uh, Andrew Douglas's Bagpipe Club or learn to play bagpipes online? Why Piper's Dojo? Why did it end up being called that?
1: Yeah, it's really kind of interesting. Um, And over the years, myself and many others uh, have felt motivated to change the name. Oh, really? you you
0: thought about changing
1: it, huh? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's huh. a weird name for a bagpiping business. And yeah. uh, so uh, the bottom line is, like, here's the story of the dojo. It goes like this. I, I moved back to the Albany area after college, so roughly 2007, 2008. Um, and I used to do a lot of teaching with Donald Lindsay. Uh, he and I would teach workshops all over the place, and we were kind of like pals, and, I, you know, I'm so grateful – uh, to Donald. Cause he would always, he would always tell clients like, Hey, Andrew Douglas is here and we love teaching together. Like, why don't you just hire both of us and we'll, we'll both come up and do workshops. And we would do a whole bunch, um, together. Uh, and that was really cool. And, but, uh, Donald's, and Donald's an old friend, but we would do a lot of driving around the countryside together. So we mm. would just talk about all sorts of stuff. And, um, one of the things I would have been talking about at that time is like I remember when I was a kid and my brother and I took karate lessons. Uh, he became excellent at the whole karate business. I only ever sort of became uh, just kind of uh, embarrassingly not that good intermediate. but uh, you know he became quite good. But was, anyway, your, was your belt
0: loved... ever uh, uh, was your belt citrus colors only? I, Orange, I maxed out at yellow, yellow belt.
1: Yeah. yeah. I maxed out at yellow belt and, and just kind of like lost interest. But I remember I would just talk to Donald, like, you know, I think the karate dojos really have it right in the sense that they just get everybody together. Uh, and depending on who shows up, they divide it, people into like different class sizes. And then, you know, you have uh, some people, you have more advanced students teaching the beginners and it's like, sort of like a communal sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm um, the furthest thing from a communist, but in this case, like that small. Uh, <laughs> it's that, okay. That small, My head didn't
0: even go there. Yeah, I see yeah, what you mean. <laughs> like for me,
1: I say communal and I start to twitch, but but it is, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but you, you get the groups together and then um, and then you have your senseis and they're kind of like guiding the ship and they're working with the most advanced players. And But then the most advanced players are doing stuff that is kind of like rubbing off on the beginners and it's like a great immersive environment. And I thought karate stuff was really cool. And I would say to Donald, something along the lines of... Um, it would be so cool to do like a piping school that way just mm-hmm. get everybody together and just rock and roll. And we would have this conversation and we brainstorm different ideas. And eventually Donald was just like, Andrew, this sounds really cool. You need to do this
0: thing. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and you need to make this, this, uh, bagpiper-y dojo style type thing. And, uh, and I was like, cool. Like if I did this, would you, would you like, would you teach at the dojo and like, you know, uh, we, you know, could we do this thing? You know, would you, would you come out and teach and whatever? And he was like, Oh yeah, absolutely. This sounds like a great idea.
0: At that early phase, were you already thinking internet or were you thinking more oh, no, of no, a no, local, local no. shop kind of thing?
1: No, the internet. And I don't know if you remember the internet in 2007.
0: But, <laughs> I remember uh, it. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs>
1: no, no, it existed, but no, no, definitely not. This was like, I was picturing straight up dojo and guess what? That's what we ended up doing. But before we get to that point, yeah. I was like, cool, all right, we'll do this dojo thing. But Donald, like, what would you call such a thing? Uh, like, what should we name it? And I, I gave him a couple names. He was like, no, obviously, there's only one name for this thing. And that is the Piper's Dojo, man. That's no, where it came I, from, huh? Yep. Yeah. And, and Don, So Donald, like, gets naming credit for the Piper's Dojo. The problem with that is that uh, once, you, once you name a thing, there's no going back. Yeah, <laughs> no, but not, and I wouldn't. I wouldn't change. I would not change the name of the dojo at this point. But Re- we have rebrands are it. so
0: hard and messy, though.
1: It, well, and it's... I love it, and and we'll talk. Well, maybe in this conversation, like I still kind of love it. It's kind of come full circle. Uh, but anyway, so so I kind of figured it out. We had a friend who was a reverend at a church, and I asked her, "Hey, can I do this dojo thing five nights a week at your church?" In the, uh, you know, uh, whatever. And she's like, no, you can't. But you can do it four <laughs> nights a week.
0: Wow. Uh, or is like, pretty generous still. That's that's awesome. Yeah. So
1: uh, And we paid rent. You know, we, we paid money for it. Yeah. You know, uh, but like, uh, and maybe the first month she didn't charge me rent and then she started charging. Well, I don't, I don't remember the details. Um, her name was Mary White. Really excellent Piper. And actually, coincidentally, married us. Uh, my wife and I. She was oh, really? the reverend at our wedding. Huh. Uh, as it shakes out. But uh, yeah. We, uh, we booked a church and we went for it. Uh, and Donald, was, was had, she already
0: a Piper when that happened or did she learn afterwards? Oh no, she was already, a she piper. already was, okay. she was already a good
1: Piper. Yeah. But you know, like there's sort of that, that, uh, you know, I don't know what the word is community of Pipers and people do nice things for each other. And, totally. and she yeah. did us a solid, a member so of the did, tribe as it were. Yeah. And so we charged something along the lines of 150 bucks, for unlimited visits to the dojo, mm. uh, or you could do 75 bucks a month for up to two visits a week. That was the pricing scheme, and for the first year or two, we had like tons of people, and they loved it. With love, there was a local band that like practiced, and they would come by, and basically we would just whoever showed up, we would organize small group sessions for these people, and and uh, you know there'd be a little room for people to play some solo stuff, and there'd be little groups talking about you know, getting your bag airtight and getting the maintenance right. And we would do this. And, you know, I remember, uh, it was certainly a fascinating experience over time.
0: It has to have been so unique, right? Just like to have a music education program that doesn't have a track, you know, like, like you start on this date and you do these chapters and you move through in that way.
1: Yep, exactly. So anyway, uh, and that went for a while uh i think maybe two or two years or something like that mm. um and it, and it had to take different forms over the years but eventually it just kind of like it just became logistically not that great like uh we had a couple of bands who kind of decided they didn't really want to do it anymore and so like we lost a big chunk of clients and then you know uh just overall interest tends to uh wax and wane over time and sure. and it it kind of definitely waned because the bottom line is, the average piper doesn't actually want to pipe that much. <laughs> let like, alone pay to pipe that much. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, during the time of the dojo, we're kind of doing this dojo thing. Uh, one of the things that came along was people needed supplies. So mm. I looked into adding a supplies element. And uh, it started as like a physical supplies cache that we had at the church. That so, like the dojo members could buy stuff, and other people in the neighborhood would call me up if, if their band needed a new set of chanters or something. And that became another source of income, um, and so on and so forth. But then, as the interest in the physical dojo started to die off gradually, uh, I started to move things to the internet, mm-hmm. right? So it's like, okay, I got these supplies. Like, cool. I can also put up a little website and I've always had the computery skills. Back then, putting up a storefront was hard. Mm -hmm. Now it's easy.
0: (laughs) Like now it's actually free. I think you can
1: I think you can Shopify stuff with a free account now. It's like super easy. Yeah, but back then you had to like Yeah, back then it was like you had to jump through a bunch of hoops to take credit card payments and like, you know, the actual storefront software was pretty expensive. But I kind of figured it out. And, and uh, we were able to do it. So for a couple of years, I was going to the post office every day, shipping off the bagpipery of supplies. And then, you know, but that was a good way to kind of supplement the income. Uh, and, um, and so, yeah, we had this Piper's Dojo thing. Mm-hmm. I think for a year or so, it was actually mostly supplies. Interesting. And, and the uh, amount of teaching we were doing was actually not that much.
0: And, and, uh, and then, was that all like one-on-one live teaching or was it like recorded videos that people could watch at their leisure? Oh,
1: I, nothing like that. We had nothing like that, yet. yeah. We were selling products on the internet. We, we, we dabbled with a couple of webinars and yeah. things, but like, you know, it was all just dabbling. And then we would do what was left of the Piper's Dojo. I think we would do that a couple nights a week. And then I would teach local bands. Oh, so um, still
0: in-person teaching is what was oh, going on. Oh, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. It's all
1: still like you know, uh, it's all still that kind of stuff. Uh, and then, the, uh, but anyway, it was all still called the Piper's Dojo because that's how people know us, uh, knew us locally.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's definitely a unique name that's different that draws yeah. attention, which is still good. It's still good for our brand to be kind of, you know, different than so-and-so's bagpipe teaching organization. Uh, right. so that, you know, in that element, it's still good, but, um, Anyway, and I'm just, I'll just finish, I'll just continue on with the history. The, yeah. The real, the real pivotal moment, I was on my honeymoon and I was, I was uh, in the pool, in the pool and it, I just started daydreaming and it was like, you know, piping schools are great and Skype lessons are great. Like what if you could converge the two ideas and do a real piping school on the internet and I thought about all the potential upsides. Obviously there's challenges and a few downsides, but you know, and I told, I was like, I was like, honey. Well, I was more like, babe, I'm gonna do an online piping school and like blah, blah, blah. And like back then it was was not a clean thing. We had, we found like two dudes we found like two dudes who had <laughs> online seminar software and like we worked with these two dudes <laughs> yeah. to launch Doge. There was no Zoom. Very,
0: very different landscape. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: And then eventually Adobe connect came along. That was just like an offshoot of us military hmm. software that they decided to license to the public. So we used Adobe connect for a while. Uh, and then finally zoom came along. Like zoom is so great. We all take zoom for granted. It's so amazing. And we were around before that was even remotely, a thing. But, uh, yeah, we built this online piping school, uh, and we kept the name, Piper's Dojo. Yeah. And then we called it the online piping school. I, I decided to very cleverly call Dojo University. You know, yeah. we're, it's going to be kind of like a, a university for pipers online. It's going to be so super amazing. Uh, and so and it's now like, what are we called? Are we Piper's Dojo or are we Dojo University? Still don't know. Uh, still don't know <laughs> the answer. Couldn't tell you. People are like, you should rebrand it, one or the other, and that was like, no, you should rebrand whatever you do, and we're gonna <laughs> keep doing this, because like, yeah, rebranding is so hard and yeah. totally not worth it.
0: Yeah, right. Such a mess.
1: Uh, I'm not gonna give up a year's profits just to re- rebrand a, a bagpipe company that already has a ridiculous name. It's just not probably not gonna happen. <laughs> but um, uh, but yeah, and so we started off with like se- uh, semester format. Mm-hmm. So we we would. You would, you would pay us 150 bucks, and that would give you like eight weeks with Mark Saul and he's going to teach you how to compose awesome bagpipe tunes. Yeah. We did that for several semesters. Uh, and then and then this seems obvious now, right? Netflix subscription, Zoom subscription, Microsoft Word subscription, uh, a ButcherBox subscription. Uh, what other subscriptions do we have? My you know, trash
0: bags okay. arrive on a monthly basis. Yeah. Subscription. Amazon subscriptions. Yeah.
1: This seems obvious to us now. But it was totally not obvious back in 2011 yeah. or whatever year it was. It was totally yeah. not obvious, but I stumbled across a little piece of software that would turn your website into a membership site. Yeah. Membership sites are obvious now. It was not obvious back then. And I was like, wait a minute. Like, could we, could we pivot this thing slightly and like, why don't people just pay me a much smaller amount every single month and we'll just continuously run cool programming all the time? Uh, and it'll just be this ongoing thing, and it'll, you know, membership, membership. Oh, yeah, and by the way, uh, as a business model, this is why everybody does it, as a business model, the recurring revenue is king,
0: Yeah. right?
1: Uh, uh, It was not, I just want to stress, it was not obvious back then. Right. It just wasn't, but then it was like, oh, crap, and Carl, he was in the cubicle on the other side of me. Back then, we actually, you know, we all worked together in the same place, and it was like, Carl, stop everything you're doing this is, a, this is what needs to happen starting right now. And that's where the current form of Dojo U kind of mm-hmm. began.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, so, um, and we have, we have reliable, regularly recurring uh, income stream, and that allowed us to kind of like be creative and do stuff. And we still sold supplies on the other side. We had, so now we had two sides of the business. We had the supplies, and we had the education. But the education took off. You know, it's, it was what we were more passionate about. And so ultimately COVID was the straw that broke the camel's back where we decided to move away from piping products. But anyway, all along the way, it's been the Piper's Dojo. Um, And the Dojo communal thing is cool, but then it also sort of symbolizes um, self-mastery, doesn't it? Like the idea of the Dojo um, and and the sort of uh, Eastern idea that like, you know, happiness and fulfillment really comes from mastery of the self. Uh, where I still so, so, so believe that and live by that. And my teaching is all informed by these basic ideas. so uh, the the word dojo still really fits well, in my opinion, which is why we never actually have uh, you know, we never actually have changed it That's- because it's still, it still works. It's still sort of like spiritually so closely related to what we're trying to do.
0: That's a layer that I, so I am, I have not ever been involved directly personally in any kind of martial arts experience. I guess I did wrestle for a little while when I was 12 years old, I was six foot one and weighed about 90 pounds and thought it was, Are a you good that I, tall? I'm taller than that now. Um, but I so weigh. You're a, taller
1: than. Uh, I, I have no idea. that You're that tall. Yeah,
0: I'm. I'm six three, and now I weigh, you know, like two forty or so. But when I was, imagine an, an 11, 12 year old who's six foot one and weighs ninety pounds. I don't know yeah. why I thought wrestling was a good idea. Anyway, that, that's my martial arts experience there. As that's as far as mm-hmm. it went. So this idea I of what like a dojo me. means, honestly, there, what you're describing to me is not something that I would have picked up on naturally. Like, I have a very surface level understanding of that word just means the place you go to pull people around in geese.
1: Right. Like, that's
0: all the further it goes for me. Yeah. And so that's an interesting point that you bring up there, the the sort of uh, spiritual layer, if you will, of, of yep. what it means.
1: Yes. And, uh, I, and I think that's, you know, I think that's what Donald was getting at way from the beginning. It's like, mm-hmm. no, dojo's a cool name for this because mm-hmm. it kind of points towards that. It points towards the importance of, of like how bagpiping can benefit the spirit. It, you know, I think critics of the dojo might say that it's kind of become slightly ironic. You know, we're very focused on developing great technique, but if you look closely at what we're doing, the reason we believe in developing good technique and, we, you know, and that's what we focus on so much is because the good technique is what allows you to ultimately achieve real self-expression uh, right. and, and allows you to create something that's truly meaningful um, to you, right? And so, uh, yeah, I think there's a, I think there's a force and there's a dark side in piping,
0: hmm.
1: you know. Uh, and uh, and we want to teach people the force, yeah. right? And the dark side, it's like, you know, uh, I see a lot of good pipers, but the pipe, the bagpipe is actually kind of playing them. Mm-hmm. They don't mm-hmm. actually have control. They don't act, They're not actually doing what they want to do. What they're doing is not actually coming from them. It's sort of like being dictated to them by someone or something else, right? And we would be totally against that idea here, where we want people to have, you know, uh, to have and develop great technique. And by the way, have and develop the, the type of mindset that you need in order to do that, because the end goal is to express yourself however you want to express yourself, yeah, and, and that's really important. If you want to play, like, I feel like if I want to play high-level P-Rock, it's, it's just a matter of shifting gears. I'm not held back by any, anything technical. I could do it. I think, I, uh, I've never tried it, but if I, if I wanted to play uh, Bag ad music, I think I could just go do that because my technique and my mindset allows me to do that. Um, and, uh, you know, right now I, I, I enjoy playing in high-level pipe bands, um, and I, you know, I don't have anything technically holding me back. You know, maybe I, maybe that'll change over time. Maybe with age, my or or maybe the quality of playing in the band will surpass my quality of playing. That could happen. But uh, but I feel so liberated, and I feel like the, the bagpipe has brought so much to my life because of these things. Uh, and it's all kind of like it all kind of points to the same thing the dojo is doing, like like you know in karate or taekwondo or something like that, right? Where you're learning these self-defense techniques, but you're you're bettering yourself in the process, mm-hmm. uh, and and you're going to be able to express. You know your body's going to be able to express itself in whatever way you need it to moving down. So blah blah blah. This is why we've never actually gotten. This is why we've never actually seriously thought about changing the name. Yeah, because it still works.
0: Yeah, that that like. It, it, I never was critical in my mind of, you know, it's like, yeah, you can call it what you want. But honestly, that, that, uh, kind of peels back. It makes more sense to me in a way that I didn't understand before. So that, that is interesting. Yeah.
1: It's, it makes it easier to spot your haters too. Uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> cause they, like, cause, uh, you know, a, a minority of people really hate, uh, really hate me and what I do and they definitely hate the dojo and, and all that stuff. But it's like the ridiculousness of the name. It's not actually ridiculous. I just explained that I actually kind of love it, but it's a little bit weird. And, um, you know, it's a little bit weird and off, but that just makes it easy. You know, Oh, yeah. there's that stupid dojo people. It's like, cool. Well, he's not on team dojo. And so like, I don't need to concern myself, uh, with that person.
0: Huh. So it's, it's great. It, and that, and it's that, good for
1: a variety of reasons.
0: That can totally do it. That's, that's a solid one right there, Andrew. Um, you, you ever listen to Frank Zappa by chance? Uh
1: I Frank I'm Zappa a big and the, fan the Mothers of Pen- Invention Penguins
0: in Bondage. Yeah. Penguins in Bondage, nice. <laughs> uh I I just remember Frank ta- Frank Zappa talking about how like he and his band the Mothers of Invention or the Mothers rather are um proficient with their tools and that allows them to be creative as individuals and as a group, you know. Yeah. That's-
1: Amen. Yeah. That's that's exactly it. I think that uh, uh, I think that when I play in, with Inverary and District, that's a, that's the exact thing that comes to my mind. Mm-hmm. What's the difference between Inverary and like average run-of-the-mill grade four band? It just has to do with e- the in, each individual and uh, and how much actual control they have over what's happening,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? In Inverary, almost every single individual has almost an ideal level of real control mm. uh, over their body and mind, so to speak, over their instrument and their thought process. You know, we all have nearly an ideal level of control. There's always little things that's got to be fixed. Sure, But it's like, once you have that, once you have that, the sky's the limit, right? The que- and, and by the way, Field Marshall has it too, and SFU has it too, and Scottish Power. Like, that's what makes them the best. Uh, and then, you know, and then it's just a matter of, you know who can do the best the best and and, you know and it's just kind of fun and interesting so so it's pretty cool story of the dojo hey everybody andrew douglas here from the pipers dojo and i just want to say thanks so much for listening to today's iteration of the podcast if you enjoyed what you heard here today it would be super helpful to us and to a lot of bagpipers out there trying to find us if you could give us a top-notch review on whatever platform you're using to listen to this podcast, particularly Apple, iTunes, and Spotify, and things like that, your review would be really, really helpful. So if you have a moment today, definitely go over there and help us out. Other than that, until we meet again on the podcast or somewhere else, thanks again for listening.